We want to welcome everybody out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. If this is your very first time listening and you just downloaded it and you're like, what am I about to listen to? Well, this is a podcast all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. You know, we're talking to musicians, we're talking to authors, business owners, restaurant owners, distilleries. Really anyone that might have a cool story to share. So we want to welcome you out today to episode 359. My name is Chris. And my name's Christina. And we're, of course, recording today out of our brand new podcast studio located right in the back of Empire Merchandise. They're located at 680 South State Street. Now, not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, but this is where you can now buy your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. Hey, the holidays are right around the corner, you guys, so stop on by and, and Everyone pick, needs one for Christmas. Pick up a shirt for your loved one and, and grab a free sticker while you're here. We have I Am Salt Lake podcast stickers right up at the front counter. They're free. Make sure to uh, grab one of those and slap it on the back of your car. Today on the podcast, we get to sit down and talk with Tracy Dean, Tracy is the president of the Utah Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, and we had an awesome conversation where we get to find out Tracy's story, as well as exactly what the Utah Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce is. Before we get into that interview, of course, we want to give a little bit of love to our sponsors for this episode, Five Wives Vodka and Market Source Real Estate. We're going to be telling you more about them a little bit later on in the podcast. And don't forget to head on over to our website at IamSaltLake.com. This is where you can get lost and dig through your entire back catalog of episodes. Also, a lot of people don't realize that we have an awesome events calendar on the website, so you can always go and check out what's going on in Salt Lake. Again, the website is IamSaltLake.com. Go check it out and bookmark it. All right, guys, here's that conversation with Tracy Dean when she came and sat down with us to share her story. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. I don't know. You've listened to a few episodes, I'm sure. Have you heard us ask this question is, what did your childhood smell like? I have heard you ask, and this is actually funny. I grew up in on the Sandy Draper border, and my memories of childhood was really working on my dad's mink ranch. So my smell was not a great one. In fact, it was a horrible one. <laughs> and uh, so he had a small mink ranch off 114th South there, and I helped him with everything when I was small, cleaning out the water cups and feeding them. And then my favorite part was when the babies were too small to uh, help them in an incubator to Mm. get larger and grow. And so I helped them live. Was this, was this one of the mink farms that got like animal rights people like try to free them or anything like that? Is this kind of one of those mink farms that were here in Utah? Yeah, I'm sure. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 42. I, think. I don't think, are there mink farms anymore? I think there are a few still in the Lehigh area, but I'm not completely positive. But back then, I'm sure it was happening, but I wasn't aware. I was just a kid and didn't mm-hmm. get the concept of that. I, I just remember hearing stories back in the day. I mean, not relevant to the conversation, really, but I mean, a little bit just because it's Utah history, really, too. Yeah. But, uh, so you grew up here in Utah your whole life. You've been here your whole life. Yes, I did move uh, when I was 20 to San Diego. But you I, came back. I came back. Interesting story. How How long back. were you in San Diego? I was there for four years and I love San Diego. In fact, I 
I think everyone should move away from Utah at some point. And, and not that I don't love Utah and Salt Lake, and I think it's a great place. But coming from a place of diversity, especially back, you know, I graduated high school in 94, moved to San Diego in 97. From a place of diversity, it just wasn't there. And so that made me grow so much as a person. And it was a great, great experience, great fun town just had a great time. And uh, I was in the reason that I came back as I was in a car accident, I was ejected from the car and uh, died. And so I had to rehab with my family for a year here in Salt Lake. You died. I did. What happened? I mean, nobody just dies. And then you're here talking to me on the podcast. I mean, you obviously are alive now. It's true. Uh, (laughs) I mean, talk about, talk about that. So they thought they pronounced you dead or yeah, so I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. I lived in San Diego. We were driving to Lake Powell. So just outside of Vegas, we hit into another car, rolled 10 times, and we were both ejected, myself and my boyfriend at the time. And so he luckily was in the Navy and he resuscitated me. He came to. And then I was lifelighted to Vegas, UMC in Vegas, and they didn't expect that I would live. So they called my mom and said, you better get here because you got to figure some stuff out. So clearly I'm here and they did save my life, which was amazing. Only 24% of people that are ejected from the car live. So like through the windshield, the whole nine yards. I don't, I think through the side. Through the side. doesn't really matter. I guess I was just curious. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're here. Wow. Thank you. I'm I'm glad. I mean, what was that experience like? What did you take? Did you like have any kind of huge revelation from something like that? So I don't remember any of it, which is probably a good thing, Mm -hmm. honestly, but I I woke up on September 5th of 2000. My birthday is September 7th. And I said, is it my, the first thing I said is, is it my birthday yet? (laughs) So, uh, were you aware of kind of what was happening? I I guess from some respect, but I was in a coma for five days. So I have no idea. And I don't remember being in the hospital. I mean, I was, I had several surgeries. I have bars and screws and titanium rods in my body and Basically, everything was shoved up my chest cavity, so they had to do mm. exploratory surgery and figure out where stuff went. Um, to That's kind of the quick version of all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember any of it. I don't remember until getting on the flight back to Salt Lake, and that was that was horrifying and painful. Wow. Yeah. What, did you, what about your family? Did you come from a big family, small family? No, small family. Uh, my mom and I have two sisters. We okay. grew up in Sandy, and then uh, my mom and dad were divorced, so we lived... Four horses, four horses, <laughs> four houses up from the mink farm. In, Very cool. In okay. Well, you know, I mean, you're familiar a little bit with the podcast. I always like to find out uh, a little bit about the person we're, we're chatting with, you know, where they grew up, what brought them to Utah, what they like, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into a lot of that later. I wouldn't mind jumping right into the uh, Utah Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, though. Yeah. Because cool. uh, that's kind of the, in my opinion, more what I want to talk about on this episode, if that's okay with you, Tracy. Absolutely. Um, what exactly is it even? I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. I don't know how much you know. Yeah, about I mean, it. I know of it, but I don't think we're very familiar with exactly what you guys do and what your mission is and all that, that stuff. That's the first step, you know, of it. So yeah, that's, that's a good first step. <laughs> We've been around for six years. So we're a 501c6 organization. And basically, we are a non-geographical chamber of commerce. So you've heard of the Sandy Chamber, the Salt Lake Chamber. We are sort of a diversity chamber, I like to call it. And our goal is to network and to grow small small to medium-sized businesses in, in Utah, really, where the Utah 
uh, gay and lesbian chamber. And obviously the pronounced, pronounced, you know, LGBTQ population of business ownership is what we try to promote. Although we have probably 40% allies in our, in our uh, membership base. So we have every, you know, anywhere from, I want to be part of this because I want to show my support to the LGBT world and uh, work with like-minded individuals in that regard. So we do education, we do, you know, growth of business, social media, that type of stuff. We have two socials every month, uh, social and a breakfast, and really just work to promote business and economy in mainly in Salt Lake. We do reach Ogden, Provo. We need to get a little bit better about spanning the Utah area. But uh, so for now, we're a lot Salt Lake, Ogden, Provo. What if uh, if, if someone like us, like if uh, I'm trying to think of the word that you said, Join Allies. Ally. Ally. Oh. <laughs> if, if an ally wanted to become a member, what are the steps that we could take to get involved? So there's a few different levels and it just, it depends on their basically tiers. Mm-hmm. So a nonprofit, there's nonprofit status and then there's bronze, silver, gold, and then our corporate partners. And so you would just join like any other, any other business. So there's, okay. again, there's different tiers on utahgaychamber.com. That's our website. You can look at uh, what they all mean in terms of <clears throat> what level you would like to join. Why do you feel there's awesome. a need to have the Utah Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce? Because it's not a regular chamber of commerce, obviously. Why, why do you feel there's a need for it? Just to know that there are the counterculture of Utah. Like, yeah. you, you know, you said that earlier, and that's, I think, what the the goal is for, for Salt Lake and for Utah. It's really fun to see, as I mentioned earlier, moving to San Diego to see some more of that diversity, but man, since I've grown up here, it's changed a lot and it's fun to see the growth and that we're not just this community that everyone <laughs> might know us for. And so it's, it's really great that we're here to support and to support other business owners. And we've done this year, a lot of joint efforts with L- uh, other LGBTQ business owner or business communities, pride center, equality, Utah, HRC, but then also the other diversity chambers, so the African-American chamber, which is now the black chamber, the Hispanic chamber, Pacific Islanders. And the goal is to let us be known in Salt Lake that we are different. We are cool. We are here. We are diverse. And Now, and there's, really there's all those other chambers here in Salt Lake City? Right. Wow. We're getting some that's, culture and diversity yeah. here. Good I mean, I remember us, when, right? I moved to, uh, when I moved to Utah, gosh, 25 years ago, you know, it was all just No, no diversity. I guess would be the best way to say it. Uh, And it's it's exciting to see the growth here. Mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about like your specific role yet with the you know the Utah Gay and Lesbian Chamber. Uh, You're the president, right? How did that happen? I mean, you haven't obviously always been the president. This is true. This is true. (laughs) How did it happen? Why do you? Why did it happen? Why do you do this to yourself? (laughs) No, I I really love it. I'm humbled by it every day. This is my first full year as chair. It's chair or president, however you want to call it. What do you like? We like to confuse people. Well, I like Madam President. Is technically okay, Madam President, right? So I was a member of the chamber and. You know, just seeing it be present and and then I became the secretary of the chamber, kind of uh, stepped up to be on the board. And then I was asked to run and become the chair. And I thought, well, you know, I don't have enough to do. I'm not running my own business. I have plenty of time to take this on. 
but it really is humbling and it's made me grow over the past year. I, uh, my chairmanship, however you want to call it, started January of this year of 18 and goes through 19. And I've grown so much as a, as a person and it's, it's different than, you know, I have sort of not the employees, but the, but the other board members and they're all volunteers. So we all have to understand what that looks like and work with each other with integrity. And it's, it's like, owning a, a company and we've grown, you know, 54% this year. Because you're, you're the president. I don't think that's why. But <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome though, to yeah. see the girl. It's been really fun. It's been, it's, it's a lot. And uh, we're, we're all trying to figure out our roles. We just went through ne- elections and happy to say we have four new board members that are joining. Kylie. Team. So that's Kylie's exciting. not new, but she's, oh, she's now our okay. vice chair. Yeah. Yeah, so she'll be my, she likes to call it my, Bi- the Biden to my Barack. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I we love her here. So that's yeah. why we bring her Seeing up. Seeing pictures you know, of you two uh, together just makes me yeah, feel so good when, inside. I, when I saw that, I, I swear it was just this last week, wasn't it? That you, you were talking with about her getting vice president. Yep. And I was like, I sent her a message. I said, hey, we're going to be chatting with Tracy on the podcast. Do you have any questions? She actually posted in the Facebook group. We're going to get into that here in just a a little bit, but I was excited because she's a big fan of the show. We've had her on the podcast, obviously. Now, do all states have a Utah Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce? Well, not a Utah one, but well, not you know, not (laughs) Utah, but a Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Is this a is this all over uh, the United States at least? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, so we just this year joined the. There is a national. Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce that is uh, in Washington, D.C. We just joined that this year. So I'm very happy about what that looks like. And I can go into more detail about that. I can talk about that probably all day because it's just they're doing awesome things. But there's 52 affiliate chambers throughout the United States. And then they also have some international. I don't know if they're called chambers or affiliates um, internationally as well. So I think there's six different countries that play in the in the uh in the area of of the gay and lesbian chambers Mm -hmm. again i don't know exactly what they're called but um but they're they've been great so every not every city and not every state and it and it's different it's different so for example san francisco obviously california is huge so they have a san diego equality in business and then they have a san francisco and they they have a lot of different ones that are broke down and uh, Seattle's actually the largest. There are 1,300 members in the wow, Seattle wow. chamber. I thought it would be San Francisco or LA, but no, Seattle's yeah, the largest. that's kind of surprising, but awesome. I just went back to the to Philadelphia for the National Gay and Lesbian. They have an annual conference, and I was just blown away by how cool everyone was, wanting to help us and wanting. To, we're you know we're all in the same business of of getting members, but then there's also entrepreneurs that are there. And then through the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber, and this is one of the major perks of being part of uh, our membership, is to become LGBTBE certified. That's a mouthful, but yeah. um, <laughs> so if you're 51% LGBT owned, then you can get certified through the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber and work with the supplier diversity guys. And at this conference were you know the Fortune 500s, the Googles, American Airlines, Toyota, AT and T you know, all the big guys and they want to promote diversity in, in businesses. And so you can become, you know, you can get business and uh, bid on large projects for those companies. We need to actually take a quick break here to play a couple messages from our sponsors. 
So hang tight. We'll be right back. We got a lot more to talk about. All right. It's that time of the podcast where we take a couple of minutes, tell you about our amazing sponsors. One thing, keep in mind, you guys, supporting these sponsors, you are actually supporting I Am Salt Lake Podcast. So keep that in mind. We love them and we'd like them to stick around as sponsors. So this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Market Source Real Estate. I know a lot of listeners listening right now, you might be looking to move to Salt Lake City. Maybe you got a job transfer and you're coming here and you're like, I don't even know where to move to. I don't even know what a good deal is. I don't, I don't have a realtor. Jeremy and Monique Higginson of Market Source Real Estate, they are top-notch people. If you love the charm and character of old homes, contact Monique and Jeremy Higginson of uh, Market Source Real Estate. Yeah, they're truly experts in this field. For the last 17 years, they've been specializing in help, helping people buy and sell homes in the Sugar House and Greater Salt Lake area. They actually have a background of flipping homes because they've owned almost two dozen homes themselves, so they know all the ins and outs of older homes. And if you're looking to sell your home, maybe move across town, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and make sellers more money. Head on over to their website. It's thinksaltlakecity.com. It's all one word, thinksaltlakecity.com. Or you can give them a call at 801-810-6773. Like I said at the beginning of this, if you are looking to move to Salt Lake City and you do not know where to begin, contact Monique and Jeremy Higginson of Market Source Real Estate. Again, their website is thinksaltlakecity.com. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, this episode of the podcast is also sponsored by our friends at Five Wives Vodka. You know, all year long, we have been talking about Five Wives Vodka. They have been amazing sponsors to work with. Not only are they local, but they are a delicious vodka. This is a great way to support this podcast. The next time you head on over to the State Liquor Store, pick up a bottle of Five Wives Vodka, pick up an extra bottle, it's a great holiday gift to give your neighbor. If your wife has a huge stocking, it might be a good stocking stuffer. Is that a hint for you, Christina? Well, I did wink at you, so maybe. They actually have three different flavors of Five Wives Vodka that we're going to be telling you all about. They have the original flavor. This is the one that I like. This is the one that's made from Utah Mountain Spring Water. It's 100% distilled corn spirit, and it's gluten-free, you guys. The spring is hidden in beautiful Ogden Canyon. It's inaccessible by vehicle. So they're actually hiking this water out five, five gallons at a time. I tell you what, that is commitment to making vodka. I don't think I would be able to do that. So good on them. And they make Five Wives Sinful. It's a flavored vodka with a delicious cinnamon taste. Unlike other cinnamon products that give you a cinnamon candy taste, Sinful is more like a morning cinnamon roll with only 76 calories per ounce. They also make the Five Wives Heavenly. This is another one of their flavored vodkas with a delicious vanilla taste. Heavenly's rich, buttery vanilla flavor it comes through without coating your taste buds with sugar, which results in more vanilla and less calories. You know, you can head on over to their website, fivewivesvodka.com. You can find out more about their awesome products or just hurry up, get in your car, head on down to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle of Five Wives Vodka. This is a great way to support the podcast, you guys. And many thanks to Five Wise Vodka for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. What do people say out of state when they find out Utah? I mean, I'm sure they don't expect Utah. A lot of people outside of Utah don't even know. I mean, we have an openly gay mayor. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's like right. yeah. people don't expect these type of things out of Utah. So what, what do you hear from people? That was the fun part of Philadelphia. That was our first meeting we've gone to. And to be able to represent Utah as a whole, again, is one of these humbling moments for me in being the Madam President of the Chamber. But it was so fun to see people's faces and to explain these, you know, these things to them that we are diverse and we do have, you know, a gay mayor and and we have this and that and to educate people on what what that looks like. And we're not we're not this this old Salt Lake where when I grew up and from before. Does it, do you ever have a feeling of a little bit of pressure kind of being the, yeah. re- the representative for Utah? <laughs> yeah, you know, now she does. That's, yeah. almost, that's kind of a lot. No, I mean, you know, no stress, but. Yeah, I mean, when I posted it and I said I was, I was it kind of hit me right there. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm representing Utah Gay and Lesbian Chamber. And it is a big deal and it does come with a level of responsibility. And But I felt like I feel like I, you know, represented us well and. And I have a fun personality. So I met a lot of people and, you know, really, really got into working with other people and everyone's there to help. It was such an awesome thing to see from every walks of life, from, you know, the guys at Google to the, you know, the entrepreneurs to the small chambers. Hawaii's just forming their chamber and that guy, just a go getter, just really fun to see. So, yes, there was a, a fair amount of pressure. I realized it when I was on the plane, but. But I'm okay with that. I'm pretty good with pressure. What do you think your biggest struggle with what you do is being a president of this? Do you, or is is there anything? I mean, I think it's, I still hear, oh, I didn't know there was a chamber. And so you hear that from people in Salt oh, yeah, Lake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, we have our annual gala. It is gala every <laughs> April. Awesome. That's and so it's clever. Yeah. <laughs> what, talk about what is that? What? So it's a membership drive essentially. So it's the first Thursday in April and it will be again the April, the, I don't know, 2019. I think it's the fourth. And so when we were doing it for this year, we had some PR and I was on some of the t- local TV stations and radio stations. And I kept consistently hearing that. Oh, we didn't know there was a chamber. We didn't know there was a. I didn't know. I'll be honest. I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, we found out when we met you, which I was. It was a very fun time meeting you. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and so that's really what that's our. Obviously, we have other challenges like budgets and numbers and members and you know growing and growing too fast uh, and being sustainable and. But yeah, really, the number one thing for me is is getting people to know that we're here and we're we're a vibrant community. And then again, I, I would love to get more LGBTBE businesses certified for in Utah. That's a big goal of mine. And currently we don't have any, but we have two in the application status. And being a member of the chamber, I don't know if I said this earlier, it's a free uh, free registration if you're a member of the chamber. What, so what To register your business? Yes. So there are other, so if you're a minority owned business, a woman owned business or LGBT owned business, you can go through the regulatory bodies and get certain, what's the word? Like benefits? Contracts. Oh, yeah, contracts. business. Okay, right. Yeah. And so for the LGBTBE certification, there's a process that you go through through the NGLCC, which is the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber. And there's a $400 upfront fee, application fee, to go through all this. And then they even do a site visit. And they go through your financials. And it's and it's a big deal, you know, to make sure that you're legitimately 51% LGBT owned and, and all this other stuff to make sure that it's legitimate to tell AT&T that you are a partner in this. 
So the, the, if you're a member of the chamber, the $400 is waived as is the renewal fee of 250. I think it's $250 to renew. So it's a huge benefit to our members. And then the corporate partnership is really fun. We just brought that this year. And really that's for the larger corporations where you're probably not going to, you don't really like ancestry.com doesn't need to come to our networking. We kind of all know who ancestry is. We all know who Overstock is, Wells Fargo, those larger companies, but we'd like them to be our corporate partners in this and to build, you know, a larger budget and to be able to, to reach more. Really the goal is to be sustainable in our growth and reach more throughout, not just Salt Lake, but, you know, to reach further to St. George and to Moab, do Moab prides. And we did Logan pride this year, but to have the capabilities to do that. Wow. So I know they did a Provo pride. Mm -hmm. They had a logo, Logan pride, Salt Lake pride, Ogden, Moab, St. George. Wow. That's awesome. I was actually just still surprised. No offense, Provo listeners. I was surprised when I, I mean, this has been a few years ago. Yeah. Props to you guys. I tip my hat to you. Indeed. Um, What can, like, what can our listeners do to help you or to get involved or, you know, what could we all do basically? Obviously, we're on the social media channels on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is Utah Gay Chamber. And then Instagram, thank you to Kylie for coming up with our Instagram handle. It's utah.gay.saltlake.chamber, something similar to that. And I'll look that up and even even put it on at imsaltlake.com so we get it right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, just following us and, you know, supporting us in some of the events that we do. And I like to also work with the diversity chambers. And so we're kind of as one supporting other people's, you know, all of our events. And and if you know a corporation that would be a good fit that's looking to to partner with someone and get so that we know that there's fair minded individuals in business, that would be great to to get more corporate partners. Awesome. If if you're not a business owner, we, we also have a ton of fun. We have yeah. a monthly social the first Thursday of every month. You know, just come out and have fun with us. Now, so Really? We, we could go to that. Christina and yeah, I could totally. go to that. We should go to sometime. We totally should. Yeah, just go hang yeah. out, you know. I'm down. There's a couple of questions we uh, asked in our Facebook group that we invite everybody to join us at IamSaltLake.com slash group. It will forward you right to the uh, Facebook group. You saw them, so you're familiar a little bit with it because I know you're in the group. I'm going to I'm gonna talk uh, Kylie's questions here. Kylie Hal, uh, who we've been talking about. She asked, why did she want to be the chair of the chamber versus just a member or board member, which I think you kind of touched on that a little bit. It's really goes back to my personality and just jumping in. And that's what I've always done in life. And going back to the accident, I live life differently than I, I think I ever would. And I see that in myself in knowing that whatever you're doing, do it the best you can do. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, be the best stay-at-home mom you can be. And I don't care what that looks like. It doesn't mean it's a clean house. But being the best board member for me was then we had uh, we have the awesome Brad Case that had had led the chamber for I think four or five years. And you you know he was he was great, but he was done and no you know needed someone to step up. And I saw that opportunity to lead and to be in this great community in Salt Lake. And so really, it's just getting out there and being my best. And that's how I felt that, that I could help the chamber the best. She also asks on here is, uh, what is your vision for the future of UGLCC? 
I like how she broke that down. Like right. That. <laughs> is that, is that typically how you refer to it as UGL? I do. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a lot shorter. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. UGLCC and the NGLCC is the national. So if you hear me say that, okay, if I can shorten it now, that'd be awesome. So what is your, what is the vision for the So the vision, well, my big vision is to bring the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce meeting here to Salt Lake, which is about 1,800 people from international and national, as I mentioned earlier. So we went, we went to Philadelphia this year. Next year, it's in Tampa. The year after, it's in Vegas. So we, we're putting in the bid, along with Visit Salt Lake, to, to host the 2022 or 2023 conference. Wow. So That'd that be would be so cool. What, I mean, is there anything yeah. we could do to help with that? I mean, can people of the city help out can with- we campaign or yeah, tweet Yeah, or is that or, just kind of, it is what it that's is. That's fun. Well, so Visit Salt Lake, the first RFP is due in December. So I'm touching base with them to see if we're going to move forward with it. The biggest thing that we're lacking, I mean, I know we, as a city, we put on the Olympics. So I know the city itself is capable and Visit Salt Lake is awesome. And they, they want to help and, and get sure. this, you know, bring this to fruition. But the biggest thing that we're lacking is we need growth. We need corporate partners and we need more LGBTBE. So all those gay and lesbian owned businesses, you know, I would love to get them certified. And that's really, I might be putting the car before the horse and, and bidding on this, on this because we don't have any BEs currently in the state or in the city. Can and I ask an ignorant question? Please. What is BE? Oh, so business enterprise. So it's oh, LGBT okay. BE. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I see. That's just the the code word for your fifty one percent LGBT owned. <laughs> okay. See, there you go. I learned something today. Sorry, I should have said that earlier. But yeah, so so to that's really that's the shorter term vision, I guess, is to you know, gather more corporate sponsors and get more LGBT BE certifications in Utah. And coincidentally, we're we're joining with the other diversity chambers that I mentioned earlier, and we're going to be a part of Silicon Slopes in cool. January. Oh, that's so awesome. So I think we're going to get some pretty good partnerships out of that. And then there is a new website called Living Color UT. I don't know. Are you guys familiar? No. No. Okay. I don't think so. Not yet. Now we are. See. Yeah. So it's all the diversity chambers, and then we're going to be added. So if you go there right now, we're not going to be on there, but it was an idea from, I believe, the governor's office or the mayor's office in when, you know, we're growing so dramatically, especially in the Silicon Valley, Silicon Slopes, as we call it. You you guys know yeah. the Utah oh, Valley. Yeah. The, uh, all the tech stuff. All the tech stuff, yeah. right. That, that's right up that's Christina's thing there with the, with oh, the she's a UX right. designer. That's what I so. do. Oh yeah. my gosh. I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> okay, well. You're talking to the Christina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the, that is okay. not impressive. I don't even know what UX means. So user experience. Oh, right. Yeah, got it. I know it's a, it's a weird thing. That's exciting. But anyhow, <laughs> so so but with people moving here, they have the same stereotypes that maybe we've heard in the past. Is I don't know what I'm saying. I'm a and this is coming from the black chamber. You know, I'm a black person. Am I going to be able to get my hair done here? You know, I'm an LGBT. You know, that's how I identify. Doesn't mean that that's what the person is, but you know, do I have a community here that I can go to that I can have fun? Is there a bar here? You mm -hmm. know, do you guys serve alcohol here? A lot of people uh, yeah. don't even think we yeah. have booze here. Yeah, yeah, it's actually solid question, solid question, mm -hmm. solid issue. So coming together, the Living Color UT website is for all those diversity chambers to put up. You know, from their members, here's some Jamaican food, or here's some 
you know, whatever, whatever their members have available. And again, so the LGBT side is support your LGBT business owners. And so that's a fun new project too. That's a great hub for, for people to be able to explore. There was uh, mm-hmm. one more question here from Kylie. I don't want to forget it here. Uh, she wants to know who is her dream gala keynote speaker. Thank you, Kylie, for the question. So this was pretty cool. Last year we had uh, Mayor Ben McAdams. When I say last year, it's really this year, but last gala. So Mayor Ben McAdams and he was great among some other speakers, Chad Anderson. And I'm forgetting the name of the two other women who were instrumental in the Quiet Heroes story. And they were instrumental in the AIDS crisis. They were a nurse practitioner their name is eluding me at the at the moment. So they were awesome this year. But and nineteen is uh, Bobby, who is the inventor of the Squatty Potty. Oh, very cool! Oh, right on. Yeah. So he's from St. George, actually. He was on Shark Tank. Very cool. I love Shark Tank. But anyway, so he's a pretty good, pretty big name. I but, mean, but who's your dream? You got to have a dream person. Well, I mean, like a Michelle Obama would be huh. pretty yeah. cool. That would be. I know Barack's coming, but it's kind of expensive to get a ticket. He's doing the same thing that Oprah's going to be at, right? Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I, that's not that bad. Then what you get Barack in, in Oprah. I mean, yeah. plus there's probably others. But. I mean, there's probably other that I'm just not thinking of, other yeah. LGBT business owners and um, people that would probably suit the community better. Yeah. But it, I mean, I'm being a little bit, um, I love Michelle. Michelle Obama. So she's great. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she'll run for president. I don't know. We don't need to get political here. Hey, right? I like that <laughs> idea. There's a question here. Should we attack this question from Jim? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Jim uh, asked in the Facebook group as well. Uh, I wonder how the chamber feels about the executive director of Equality Utah attending the groundbreaking for a Chick fil A franchise, given that the parent company donates millions to anti gay organizations which have earned the designation of hate groups by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Well, that's quite the question, this is a Jim. Quite heavy, the question. Kind of a heavy question. It is. When he posted that, I'm like, ooh, do we want to go there? I, I felt bad for you, Tracy. So <laughs> it's a it's a valid question. It is. And here's the you know, I'm not gonna we're not gonna take a stance as the chamber, but you know, Troy Williams, the executive director of Equality Utah, those guys do so many amazing things. And they really are bringing together, you know, the left and the right or however you want to call it. And, you know, creating this dialogue between people that really don't usually have a dialogue. So everything he's doing is great. This was interesting when I saw there was an ad in Q Salt Lake or an article, I should say, that came down on on Troy pretty hard. And what had happened, so the owner of this Chick-fil-A She's a huge supporter of LGBT and suicide awareness here in Salt Lake. And she put tens of thousands of dollars to support Live Loud, to support and feed the volunteers there. I don't know if she fed them Chick-fil-A. That's actually an interesting question. But nonetheless, um, she then received death threats and was shunned. And and then, you know, her stance is I've just spent my own money on this and and she felt bad because she's always been a, a committed person. So Troy, so she was opening her store, her Chick-fil-A store in Riverton. My other question was, is why is she opening a Chick-fil-A if you're... Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if you support it, why are you... So she has grown up. So I guess she worked for Chick-fil-A. And again, I don't know these people directly, 
but what I heard is she she grew up um, working high school for 26 years at Chick-fil-A. So she was just very familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. she knows the processes. Mm-hmm. You know, she loves the... It, <laughs> I worked at Arctic Circle, yeah. but I didn't open up an Arctic Circle. I mean, come on, you know? <laughs> oh, Chris, that's true. <laughs> but but nonetheless, you know, she saw that, that vision and, and thought that that's what she wanted to do. And I don't know her thinking behind, you know, how you, how do you be a supporter of something that does, you know, I mean, they still support conversion therapy as far as I understand and some articles that I've read and, and which is a very disgusting thing. Very disgusting. Have you guys seen the movie Boy Erased yet? No. No. Is it good? Okay. It's really good. It's going to make me cry. So, well, yeah, I want to, let me give two cents on that really quick though. It's, it's obviously I don't want to give my money to them, to Chick-fil-A myself. Right. But here's the thing is a lot of times we don't know what businesses put their money. Precisely. Right. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, we, we, we shop at places all the time and we don't know where, 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 where they're, they're like sending the money. I mean, so we it's do in, more in, their, now. In, their, in their defense, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I'm not justifying it by any means, but it's, it's hard to, you got to live life still. Well, and then we have this question of local versus national. And I mean, she's still supporting a local community in Riverton mm-hmm. and giving and jobs, jobs. Yeah. and again, giving that 10,000 or whatever money she gave. And the bottom line for me is there was so much hate spewed between, you know, death threats to the Equality Utah folks and to her. And I just won't stand for that. Yeah, that's the main thing. That's the main issue in this story. Right. Yeah. Regardless of what Troy Williams thought he needed to do and and did is his own prerogative. Maybe I know the dialogue needed to be there. Maybe the sponsorship or the endorsement didn't need to be there. But again, you know, they're doing they're doing awesome things. And so do you do you discount it? I know there's two sides, especially in the story Mm -hmm. that are supportive and that are very non-supportive. I think it's a hard issue. and, And I know I'm sort of skirting around the the answer here, because I don't know what the, what the, it's a lot of pressure on you to give the right answer, but it's like Jim says, just go support pretty bird, right? They're local. (laughs) You know, know that's an easy answer. I'd love to see her do with this though. Start donating Chick-fil-A to every, every time there's a gala or there's an event or, you know, just start. I don't don't think we would know. Is that bad? You wouldn't eat it. Okay. Uh, Let's just take that out. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying like, you know, twist it on its head, right? Just, well, no, I, the, get, I get what you were trying like, to say. Though. Yeah, I'm totally, you know, spite them. Spite so Chick-fil-A. that's, that's the other thing is I was at, during this whole thing, I was at the national, the conference that I spoke of earlier and I started taking my own little poll with people and I started talking to entrepreneurs and trans women. And, you know, I said, what do you guys think of this? And you know what? The overwhelming response was, we do not need hatred he is starting the conversation, albeit at a local level, but that's where conversations start, right? So can that parlay to what's his name, owner of Chick-fil-A? I don't even need to say it, to be honest, I don't care. But can that change the attitude of Chick-fil-A? And we don't know the answer to that, right? So if you look at it in that perspective, maybe that is it. Maybe that is what Troy envisioned, and that's what uh, the the woman that owns it envisioned and and that's okay too. It, so. It's it's hard to know There's what no the right answers answer. is and and at the end of the yeah. day you have to follow what is in your heart. I think right. I mean maybe that's a bad answer too. I don't know. At the end of the day, there's plenty of places to get a chicken sandwich. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean you that's don't true. you don't need to go to Chick Fil A to get you a good chicken don't. sandwich. I want to touch on. Um, I also want to touch 
Find out a little bit about Tracy Dean Financial. Is that okay to find a little bit about this? I mean, because obviously we're here to find out about Tracy Dean. Sure. What is it? What's- so you can find a little bit, but because of my advertising rules with FINRA, I can't, oh, can't speak really talk much too about much. that. Okay. Right. Okay. But so I am an investment advisor representative. So I do, the reason that I, my wife are getting in the business, which I can talk about is because of my accident, I saw health insurance, disability insurance, and obviously I didn't need the life insurance, but I was 23 at the time and I had those things in place. And, you know, I, my medical bills to date, and I speak to high school and college students about this all the time. And there's a great debate on, on the health insurance side, especially right now. But, you know, my, my bills would be approximately half a million dollars. And if I wouldn't have had health insurance, you know, that would have bankrupt someone. I didn't work for a year. I couldn't work for a year. And so, but I had disability insurance and they did cover payments for that. And so I'm very passionate about helping other people creating that base in their financial picture and, you know, financial planning, I, I call it, it's like Everest, you know, you're, you're building that base and then you're, you're walking up the mountain and then getting down the mountain in retirement. Um, so I do all of those things in between, but again, Man, you're a busy person. I know you do a, a lot. Bit. How do you, how do you keep saying what's your, what's your, uh, <laughs> secret drinking? Oh. <laughs> no. So I have a very supportive partner. Uh-huh. She, we've been together 12 years um, she has two, I have two beautiful stepdaughters. And so we have a lot of fun, but what we do. And she's I, pretty, you said she's pretty supportive. She's very supportive. Yeah yeah. 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 If you don't have a supportive person behind you, then I couldn't have done any of this Yeah, literally. And the past year has been a lot because my schedule is pretty full mm-hmm. and she works. I mean, so I'm self-employed and she works an eight to five and those two things don't collide very easily. And she doesn't, you know, there's a lot to networking and Mm -hmm. that's where I met you guys. And, and so there's a lot that I do that, but she's self-employed. You can't ever really put work to the side, right? It's kind of just integrated into every part of your life. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome because then I can like next week we go to San Diego and you know, I can, I, I asked my boss if I could take it off and she said, yes. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have a great boss. I know she's, she's sweet. But we do love to golf. So my passion and really right now it's pretty challenging because it's kind of cold. So that's what I do. And I've noticed myself when I've been able to golf and not golf, how I stay sane. Where's, uh, you mentioned golf. I mean, obviously we probably have listeners that love golf or that are moving here that want a good place to golf. Where would you tell them to go golf at? So I love in North Salt Lake. Eaglewood. Okay. Yeah. That's a great. Beautiful. Course. Yeah. Beautiful course. Um, our, our bucket list item is to golf every course in Utah. So I love golfing all the little courses too in like Fillmore and Moab has a beautiful course. Obviously St. George. We haven't even golfed many of them. St. George hobble Creek is amazing. That's in your neck of the woods. I really? think. Yeah. Spring. You're not that far South, but mm, no. For but Wait, what now? Springville. We just live in downtown here. Oh, I lied. I thought you were an American Fork. For oh, no, reason. no. We have family in American Fork. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We have family thing. there. No. Okay. Family. I couldn't live in American Fork. Do I look <laughs> I, like an American no, Fork? No, person? but I thought. Anything south I'm giving you a hard time. Salt I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you a hard You're time. You're one of those that can't go south of 21st, right? Yeah. yeah. Got it. <laughs> Got it. But so, um, yeah, there's. And Utah's great that way that we have really affordable, very nice public golf courses. What about boondocks? 
Um, you got the mini golf. That's awesome. I actually have a putting green in my backyard. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just go in my backyard. <laughs> you're, like, putting green. you're like looking at me like, what are you talking I about? I can That's only awesome. mini golf. Well, you know, so it, good for you. It's funny you brought that up because I always ask people like other hobbies and interests uh, mm-hmm. as we're getting to know them. And you mentioned golf. I don't know. Is there anything else that you like to do in your spare time when you're not out, you know, running the chamber and doing your financial stuff and Making the world a better place Yeah, in general. I, I love, I mean, networking, I guess is, I, I think networking is, is fun and I have a fun time doing it because I get to meet new people. Sure. I, I love to travel. We went to Thailand this year. Wow. So. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Why don't we go guys. to Thailand? We should. Okay. Let's make guys, a goal. It's, it's really pretty inexpensive. Is it? Yes. I've, I've like, I've actually known of a few people just this year who have gone and they've yeah. all loved it. Go in January. That's the best time to go. It's still blazing hot. Over in Thailand. You guys, it was incredible. And the nicest people besides the people that are in Salt Lake. What um, what country is it? Is it Thailand that you can't, the internet doesn't work? Isn't there one of those countries that you can't like use your phone? I swear it was mm-hmm. like Thailand. Probably. Like, no, it's not Thailand. <laughs> that's like Bangkok. Is it Bangkok? You know, no, that's, you can use your, your phone in Bangkok. It doesn't matter. I was just you curious. You know, like cowboy. I don't know because they can't tell us, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're not putting it online. That's that, not working. Yeah, maybe that uh, that country where women can't drink. Man, there's a country that um, women can't drink. Oh, I'm sure there's a there's a country for everything women can't do. Yes, right? it, there's there's a lot of that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think it's Dubai. What guys? Really? That, we should look that, that up. Dubai later. is not lit. Wait, that you that can't use the internet? No, that you can't drink, but you might not oh. be able to use the internet in Dubai. You can I do mean, anything in your closet. Well, you can't. <laughs> That's a good one, especially <laughs> being gay. <laughs> <laughs> I totally what about, buy. What about the uh, most memorable concert or sporting event? Another question I ask people that come on the show. That's so awesome you asked because you're actually talking about it on your page right now. And it was the 2002 Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you see during that one? So I didn't see a lot of concerts, but I did see Train. Okay. And I did go to the snowboard finals. I had pneumonia, so it was it was interesting, hmm. but the uh, women's snowboard finals, but train was awesome. But remember how cold it was? Yeah. Do you guys remember? Very cold. I, Wait, were you here at all? Uh, it was 2002. Oh. You know, I was here, but I was in, I was in Provo. Was, I don't never, remember I the Olympics, girl. Towards, I think it was yeah. about the time I moved back from Pennsylvania because I yeah. lived out there for about five years. I moved away out there and I came back in the only uh, live music uh, concert that I went to. I remember Modest Mouse. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've commented. M- Modest Mouse. Yeah. Um, do you, what do you think the Olympics? Do you think we have a shot at that? I mean, I don't know. It's I don't not know like we're the story hold you to your opinion, but so I saw that it's between us and Denver, yeah. and I don't know what Denver's situation is. But I mean, all of our the areas are still nice. Rice, Rice Cycles is getting a rehab, I suppose. But all the uh, jumping and and the th- the jumping, I don't know, <laughs> the things in Park City are still are still around. So yeah, I think we do have a good shot at. It. I think we. I think would be a great host city again. And obviously there's some pros and cons to I that. I think it'd be great for Salt Lake City. Oh, and I'm not, even, I'm not even like an Olympics person, you know. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I sit and watch it when it's going on, but I just think it'd be great for our city. I watch it every day. Do you really? Day. Seriously, I love it. What's your favorite uh, thing about the Olympic sport? Or, or the, I mean, sounds a little silly, but just the camaraderie between yeah. the countries. Okay. And yeah. the opening ceremonies, I mean, I don't, I'm not a crier, but... It, it does kind of bring a tear to my eye and it's just so cool to see, to see everyone come together. I know that sounds silly, but it's awesome. And then all the sports and 
all the sportsmanship that you see throughout. Obviously, well, snowboarding is my favorite. I don't snowboard much anymore because of the bars and screws and arthritis throughout my body, but uh, but I love the snowboarding the most. Just a couple of uh, uh, final questions here about Salt Lake City. If somebody was visiting Salt Lake City, say this upcoming weekend, Tracy, what would you tell them to do or check out? Say they've never been here. So I love all the, and I know a lot of people, you know, talk about the hiking. The living room hike is cool. The um, Antelope Island, the spiral jetty, I would also recommend RSL. There's so many great things. I actually did a list not too long ago for someone in California and wrote down all the things. And you know, um, Salt Lake Acting Company. There's so many great, it just depends on what you want. There's also fun bars, you know, like the Axe Bar and the Quarters Bar and all of that stuff. A lot of unique, unique. individual yeah. ones yeah. Uh, coming to Salt Lake versus what used to be here. But because you would be mm-hmm, surprised completely. how many people hit me up, they don't even know where to start, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Us three, we have access to know where to go for that. But you'd be surprised how many people. It's like they've lived here five years and they just found out about the downtown farmer's market or right. something like that. Right. And you're just like, wow. Right. What, uh, what about favorite local eating spots? Do you have one or two that you would recommend? Yes. I, I love food. <laughs> um, I know it's a podcast, so you can't really tell. But anyway, I love Copper Onion downtown. Okay. And uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. But Voltaire's Osteria. Oh, I have heard amazing Isn't that things. the one that, that uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman Hugh, went to? Hugh Jackman yes. went there when, when he came here. for uh, Duterra. Oh. That caught me off guard when I found out I he was here I for Duterra. Did I you wish say I he just lost his him. house? Did you know he what? lost his Really? Oh, was yes. he one of the California people? Yes. Oh, wow, my, my sister lost her house, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Man, that's horrible. Ugh. They should just move to Utah. It's true. And he could go hang with Voltaire. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he came to our table. He comes to all the tables. And you have to have a reservation and you guys, it was, I've never been to Italy, but it was pretty close. It was huh? like, yeah. The, the, the owner chef comes to all the tables. Yeah. Let's, oh, Val, we, Valter, let's, Val, let's go. We, we really need to go. Been. I've had, I've, we, I used to live, go. I used to, to live right by there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or an American fork. Like I thought <laughs> close, really close. <laughs> it's really the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he comes to every table, but you have to make sure you have a reservation. Mm-hmm. Even on, even on a Monday night, they're packed like wow. full, like reservation full. That's great though. That, that is a restaurant great. like that would be. But packed. Copper Onion's really good too. What would you change about mm-hmm. Salt Lake City if you could change one or two things? I know this is like a really tough question because I could think of like fifty things off the top of my head. But uh, I hear some guys on here saying, you know, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Liar! Well, you're here's, actively making change too, which uh, is cool. Yeah, here's what I would. Sh- the DABC sure is what I would change. There's been a lot of steps towards the LGS Church and the LGBTQ population coming together. But I would change that narrative a little bit more. And it feels like every time we step forward, we take a few steps back. And that's also what I would change. And hopefully many organized religions feel the same. And and hopefully that's not a Salt Lake thing, though, uh, although it is with our dominant religion. But it's it's very disheartening for our youth and for the the suicides Mm -hmm. that are happening. And, you know, I would change that narrative is uh, we're still one of the number one suicide Yep. Places, aren't we? If I'm not mistaken. And, I knew at one time we were. And from the LGBTQ side of things, wow. too. That breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah, that's that's a big problem here. Yeah. I've had a great time chatting with you. I don't Thank know you. if there... Christina yeah. usually has another question that she ends the show with, but I don't know if there's anything that we you I wanted to touch on. on that we didn't touch on, Tracy. 
You guys, I don't think so. It was so awesome. <laughs> to I come know it goes here. by so fast. It, right? Yeah, I know it does. This one felt like it went by especially fast. I'm sorry. It, you know. Well, we got you. Got to do what you got to do. But it's because we had so much fun. I know it really well, was. Well, I let's find so out before you ask your final question. Okay. How can people get in touch with you, Tracy? If if they're listening right now, they want to get involved. Websites, email, whatever information you want to give. Let's run down that really fast. Yeah. So utahgaychamber.com is our website. My financial website is tracydeanfinancial.com. My email is chair at utahgaychamber.com. So yeah, I would love to have you out. And obviously the social media yeah. um, ways as well. So we'd love to have you out and just visit with us yeah, at one of our socials. Reach out to her. Say, I heard you on that podcast, totally. that I Am Salt Lake podcast. But uh, I'll let you ask your final question, Christina. All righty. Is there a piece of life advice that you would leave with our listeners? I said it a little earlier, but... Basically, live without regret. And knowing from my my car accident, I think I've learned that and learned that I haven't always made the right choices. I have a very color, colorful background of how I got here. But, you know, do what you're going to do the best you can do it. As I mentioned earlier, like the stay-at-home mom or whatever you're going to do, you know, do with, do with integrity and uh, don't live with regret. I love, I love it. it. Perfect place to end the show. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely. Many thanks again to Tracy Dean for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You can head on over to our website, IamSaltLake.com slash 359 for all the links mentioned in this episode's conversation and to get in touch with her. All right. It's that time of the podcast where Christina and myself, we're going to offer some recommendations. These can be anything from a movie to to a podcast to an article of clothing. I've had a lot of fun doing this segment with you. And it's been really fun to even see what you come up with, Christina, for it. That's why I kind of like it too, to see what you're what you're doing and what you're interested in this week. So should I give my recommendation or do you want to give yours first? I'll give mine first. Ooh. All right. So my recommendation, it's, it's actually kind of your recommendation because you recommended it to me, but it is the podcast Cold. It is such a good podcast. It really is. And you know what? Give it a chance. The first episode was hard for me. Was it? To get through. And I... I'm totally, I totally love all of my LDS family, friends and everything, but listening to it, I felt like they were start. the message was, if you're not super LDS, then you're going to murder someone. So it took me a little while to push through feeling that way. Interesting that you, you, just, you just, got that. Just as an ex, ex member of, of the church, which is a great church. I, I think I took it a little bit differently than a lot of people do, but then I realized that it was a good basic understanding for just the situation of, um, I forgot his name even, uh, Powell. Yeah. Josh Powell. So it's the Josh Powell story kind of, and the Sarah Powell story. They did an excellent job. They with did it, a though. really good job. Really K- good KSL, documentary. Mm-hmm. KSL is doing that. Sorry, KSL I was talking it. over you. You're there. not talking over me, you're sharing. Yeah. So that's my recommendation this week. My recommendation, this is going to be uh, a lot of people I know already look at and read Slug Magazine. Slug Magazine is my recommendation. If you are unfamiliar with this publication, next time you you leave like the record store or the next time you leave the laundromat, they probably have, you know, one of those racks of Slug Magazine. This publication has been around, I believe, since the 80s. You would think I would know the history of it, but every month they have a new issue and uh, they're doing interviews with people in Salt Lake City, uh, kind of keeping up on, on what's going on, especially with the music scene. It stands for Salt Lake Underground is what Slug stands for. I wonder if you even knew that, Christina. I actually did know that because I'm on their email list. And, uh, you know, I got a tattoo of, of a Slug record. I got it on their 25th anniversary. So Slug Magazine uh, always holds a special place 
in my heart. So, so that's my recommendation for the week. It's a fabulous recommendation. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you again to our amazing sponsors for this episode, Five Wives Vodka and Market Source Real Estate. Also, many thanks to our awesome Patreon supporters. We'd love it if you would become a Patreon supporter. Head on over to patreon.com slash Lake. We're also going to have the links for that on this episode at IamSaltLake.com. One thing, keep in mind, as a Patreon supporter, you are going to help us get some new video equipment. We want to start uh, doing some live streaming, some start doing some videotaping, you know, kind of Joe Rogan style. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty bad. Get some facial expressions. Anyway, patreon.com. That's spelled out P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash I am Salt Lake. And you can become a supporter for, for as little as a dollar. And you can send us an email to say hello anytime you want at hello at IamSaltLake.com. And remember, you can send letters, packages, and non-perishable candy to P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. Let's fill that P.O. Box up, you guys. Lots of candy. And we'll talk about it here on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, you have a great week. Make sure to get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we're going to see you on the next episode. Good night, Grammy. Good night, Grammy.